0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Release Your Roar. Raw conversations with inspiring guests that dug deep to become a success. Use this episode wisely, let it activate you, and release your roar. Here's your host, author, speaker, executive coach, and founder of Becoming a Lioness and the Ari Source, Crystal De Leon Sarmiento.
1: Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Release Your Roar. I'm your host, Crystal De Leon Sarmiento. And let me tell you, we've been talking a lot about what Release Your Roar even means. And so I just wanted to mention this to you guys. When we bring on a guest, we really like to dig deep and really pull back the layers of what roar means to them. Roar is a call to action. And roar is also when you dig deep and completely own your goal through mental mastery. We all have been faced with limiting situations where our own minds self-sabotage our success. These guests though, have the power and the mental mastery to overcome those negative thoughts and really push to the realm of success, whether it be through fitness, whether it be through business like my guest today, or whether it's starting a business and making that happen. But really, it's about crushing a goal and, and what that journey looks like to get there. And so today, my guest, who I'm so excited to talk to and introduce to you and let you hear a piece of how he has really been trailblazing and trend setting and changing, really disrupting the market when it comes to fashionable watches um, and not just doing it in a way that is status quo he's really transforming the way we look at fashion by using reclaimed wood using whiskey barrels partnering with the MLB i mean he really has done a phenomenal thing and and when i say he let me let me remind you That's not just him alone, it really is foundational on the team that he has built. And in this episode, you will see that we talk a lot about what leadership is. And in business, we always, always fall back on everything rises and falls on leadership. And he really has been able to take what he's learned in the Marine Corps. And that has been a foundational block to why and how they've been an effective at executing and keeping their company successful, above water, profitable, and really breaking, I would say, boundaries and, and just breaking through the mold and keeping you know, a company that's there with phenomenal leadership and being those trailblazers through 2020. I mean, I'm so excited to introduce to you Andrew Beltran. So a little history about Andrew Beltran. He served in the Marine Corps, and he was active from 2009 to 2013. And as he left, he already had in the works his company, Original Grain. Um, He works with One Tree Reforestation um, Projects, which basically means they plant trees. Um, And I know for a fact that they've already planted over 500,000 trees um, with Original Grain. And he's also a part of the Act of Valor as a Mentor, which is a nonprofit placing veterans with Ghost Star Children. What Chip. are you not doing? What are you not doing? Like, yeah. can you just, are you wearing a superhero cape back there? <laughs> superhero cape. Yeah, a lot going
2: on, a lot going on for sure. Just uh, using my time wisely. You know, 2020's put a lot on us, but I just see a lot of opportunity. Um, and I've found just the time to dedicate to myself and building, building up the things I love, you know? So just using my time wisely, you know?
1: I think that is so, um, inspiring, which is like, uh, one of those words that's overused. Um, but honestly, when you and I talked the other day and we kind of ran through what the plan was and what you were doing and like life and this trajectory that you're on. I mean, when we met, I think it was 2017 we met back then. And, um, You guys had already been in business. You had this awesome booth, like this, like really neat, like you walk in this like trailer thing, selling original grain and um, and wood watches like to be able to make that successful says a lot about your vision and the dedication that you have in the business. Because coming from my experience, um, whenever you're working with wood watches, that's not like a Movado. It's not that generalized piece, right? It's a statement piece. And you are really marketing to like a specific niche. And and that's hard in business whenever you, you know, it's not for the masses. And so I learned that firsthand. Um, but you also have to have a passion for when it comes to like nature and using wood and using really the artistry of craftsmanship. So am I off base when I say that? I think it's it's definitely been a challenge, but also rewarding, right?
2: For sure. Yeah, you hit it on the head. It's definitely a niche project, you know, spilling watches from not only just we're really looking for sustainable materials as well, you know, we want to recycle materials and kind of never take never take but always give back. That's kind of been our motto. So it's been challenging, but it's allowed us to be really creative. Um, And I do think with the advance the advancements of where online marketing has went, in regards to targeting and some of those metrics, we're able to really dial in uh, the consumer that really does appreciate the product. Um, when I look at where fashion and some of these brands are going, I feel like we were maybe even a little premature to the game. Um, it feels like a lot of sustainable fashion is really starting to hit, such as recycled material, reclaimed material. Um, at first, I it, it was kind of what people were using to maybe decorate their house, but not yeah. really a fashionable statement. Um, but here in 2020, You know, people really do care where it comes from, who's building it, how it's manufactured, the type of waste that's happening. Um, So I do like to think that we're in a good position um, heading into 2021 as well. And some of the new products we're rolling out. So that's always been our mission. um, And Mm -hmm. we just stuck to it. You know, it's been easy for us to go with a simple mold, cut and paste. But that was definitely not what we that was never our intention. So just sticking with the program and being able to gut it out some of those tough years, uh, you know, at the beginning, you know, but just being able to really uh, get our brand out there and people to understand what we're doing and then sticking with that, you know, and never kind of turning our eye to and our cheek to that. Um, I think people Mm -hmm. really respect us for where we're heading.
1: I mean, The fact that you guys were able to overcome all those challenges, make a product that's successful, that's sustainable. I mean, that's like one of those sexy words today, right? Like, what are you doing? How are you giving back? What does your product do? Like, I've learned so much that if you're not partnering with some type of foundation or you're not partnering your brand to really mean something that ties into a cause, because nowadays, like in 2020, people want to feel, right? Everything's about what we feel. Am I offended? Am I happy? Do I feel good when I buy this product? Right. And I feel like, I feel like, (laughs) quote, (laughs) like it's so important, right? That when we partner, where we, use our funds to put a brand on ourselves and either help somebody be successful or not we want to know that we're backing up that company's cause and what they stand for and so i feel like you guys have like nailed it literally nailed it um in order to do that you know speaking firsthand because i know you know we have a woodwatch factory in bogota handmade craftsmanship etc and um and we know the challenge the absolute challenge it is to combine fashion, combine sustainability, um, craftsmanship, and have somebody really appreciate that art because it's an art, right? And then, but the beautiful thing that you have really just been able to accomplish is to make it successful. I mean, super props to you. I mean, I would like to know, before we get to the nitty gritty of that success, where did the idea come from? Like, tell me, where did you decide that, oh, I wanna make wood watches and this there's something to this.
2: Yeah, it was crazy, uh, almost act of fate. I talk about this a lot. I was just, I was actually returning from a deployment and we had stopped in Hong Kong for just two days, R&R, and my brother had been teaching English um, in China. And I let him know, hey, I'm in I'm in Hong Kong. Can you, I didn't know where he was at in China at the time. It was just never, had never been there. He was just across the border in Shenzhen. He was able to catch a train over. Um, and I remember he gifted me a watch and it was a wood watch and it was just gr- you know, growing up in the Pacific Northwest, you know, being gone for 10, 11 months. There's a lot of those things kind of clashing together. And I was like it, missing my brother. I haven't seen him in mm. a couple of years. And it was just like, wow, like this really, it really embodied something that I was passionate about. I could tell, I know it wasn't where we were taken it to, to today, but yeah, and we just started doing some market research. What is on the market that has, you know, wood materials? We did see, a company out of Portland called Schwood, which is a sunglass yeah, company. Yeah, Schwood, we yeah. met them, yeah. Great dudes and, they were, doing awesome. and steel. they were doing wood and steel as well. And that was kind of where we wanted to take it just to be more, uh, just higher end than the all wood stuff. And so we just kind of ran with the concept. We had a few samples made just to see what it would look like. Um, and then we lo- ended up launching on Kickstarter, which was really successful. We did two Kickstarters. Um, we had raised almost $800,000 to get off the ground.
1: Amazing. That is amazing.
2: So from the, from the jump, really, there was an affinity towards our product and how we were telling our stories. Um, but we knew that we could make it a lot better with partnerships and other types of collaborations that really lock into what we're doing. So that was the really launch of the brand. You know, at the time I was still in the Marines, uh, I was planning on re-enlisting, I wasn't sure what to do next. Um, but I figured I'd follow this journey. Uh, kind of with the idea of oh, I'll probably end up back in in a few years because I did love it. Um, mm.
1: So but, you did love it. So you I loved did. being there. okay. How do I you did. feel now about that? There goes yeah, that?
2: I'm super thankful you know that I don't I don't have to do that right now. Yeah. Um, you know I, I did end up you know having a few injuries, uh, you know, things that have kind of like stuck with me for from the years that uh, the trail. Um, But, you know, I'm super thankful, you know, for our current servicemen that are still in. I have some of my friends still in. But, you know, those are those are good, bad and ugly times. Um, Mm. But but things that you do think about and, and, you know, you you can never get rid of it.
1: But you're appreciative, obviously, of that experience. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that. I mean, being a Marine, like. I think excuse my language for my my church peeps, but I'm just going to go with there. Like being a Marine is an official certification badass. Like you're a badass if you're a Marine and you can come out and really focus that mental toughness. And so tell me, how did that mental toughness from being in the Marines translate into being an entrepreneur and facing all the challenges that you're talking about? Because it didn't happen. You didn't build Rome overnight, right? I mean, what? you didn't get to where you are. Yes, like <laughs> no, gratification, really, drive-through. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah. I think there's a few things that come about. You know, when I think about some of those experiences, I think composure is one of the biggest traits that I've been able to carry carry forward with all the decisions, all the things that are, You know, you have to. You're somewhat guessing at times, but the fact that we, my brother and I, were able to put together a plan. You know, under mm-hmm. under pressure. You know, and stick with it, as well as team management and team building. You know everybody who comes through our doors yeah. that either sees the brand or works with the brand they feel like as though they're part of the family i know that that's some those are traits that not only my brother and i were raised on with our mother but just some of the team building stuff that i learned in the marine corps you know and uh, you know no man left behind simple things like that you know yeah. and just make sure everyone's part of a a well-tuned machine because you're always you know you're as strong as your weakest person you know that's and,
1: right so those we are talk important. about that in leadership like anytime i'm talking to corporations or my companies like that is i think that is a key factor when you're talking about leadership and team building and it is foundational when you're building a business a company or any type of strategy is you're only as strong as your weakest link and i literally believe that translates into homes that translates anywhere else anywhere where you have to rely on, on anybody but yourself and really how far are you going to go if you're by yourself if you would have taken this on and it was just Andrew and his brother, like, the fact that you comprehend that clearly is foundational to where original grain is today. So I love hearing about that. I mean, that's phenomenal when you talk about a a well oiled machine and the foundational principles that you learned from the Marine Corps. I mean, team building, how important is it for you guys to have that synergy? And that energy, where you guys really understand that everybody carries a weight. Like, tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's been definitely different this year. You know, uh, considering that we still make our efforts. You know, my brother and I were, you know, every couple Fridays we're dropping off stuff at the team's house, making sure that they feel included. Whether it's new watches, new designs, with uh, you know, breakfast, weird things like that. Just knowing that we're invested into them and their family. You know, and Uh, whether it's just small birthday things, cards, things like that, as well as sending them to training, uh, which is something we've always uh, invested into our employees. You know, if they're head of marketing, uh, head of content or creative, we're going to send them to those seminars and pay for that. Because, as you said, you know, we have to build up our team, you know, especially as these these, you know, there's things that as a CEO and a business owner, you know, I've been trained as things come across my plate, I want to make sure that I can pass them off, you know, and
1: absolutely it needs to
2: be passed off to a, an adequate team member. And so we can focus on growing the brand. Um, and that should be the primary focus, especially here in what we're almost year eight. Um, it's just, it's just more, now more important than ever that we stay focused in the growth and uh, new channels that we can develop rather than the daily tasks, you
1: know. That's, that's so, I believe wholeheartedly because, you know, you know, my corporate side is the, the leadership, professional building, team building, etc. And and with 20 years in corporate America, you know, you see companies fail or succeed based on leadership. I mean, it is literally like John Maxwell says. Everything it either leadership is the rise or fall of your company, right? everything rides on leadership. It is it is leadership. And it's sad because you see so many corporations out there that are struggling and struggling and struggling and they don't value their team. And when you value your team and you understand that everything rises and falls on leadership, you begin to invest in them and they give back. And when you have that kind of mentality, then a company like yours who has really like we talked the other day and you were saying like you guys have you're profitable in 2020 that there's so many businesses that don't have that right now, but yet here you are appreciating what team building is, appreciating personal development, appreciating your team, because you know that if you build them, like you just said, you can delegate those tasks and focus on what's important to you. And that is so key. If so many people understood that concept, like, Hey, you know, I'm in business, I'm a really good attorney. I'm going to let everybody else do what they're good at. Then that really sets companies up for success. I mean, you are a living example of that, right? I mean, tell me about that. Tell me some more about what successes you've seen in 2020 and how that has shown itself to be part of that foundational success.
2: For sure. I definitely, I don't know how to phrase this, but I keep saying that this whole situation has really created almost a blessing in our business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's allowed us to really focus on what's most important. You know, we've been chasing a lot of lofty goals and targets and distribution and things that really weren't really fully in in our control. You know, we were Mm. working on whether it be independent reps or distributors. Um, When we were able to kind of eliminate some of those factors because they weren't going to happen. wow! um, you know, we were able to eliminate almost 50 percent of our overhead costs. And it was incredible. Yeah. We were chasing, you know, we were trying to grow, you know, and that's what you kind of have to do when, when you're yeah. doing that, but when we were, all right, let's slow this thing down let's focus on, let's focus on the team. Let's focus on our core base as well. Um, you know, our return customers up 40%. Some of those metrics can really hold your company, keep your business around, especially during these tough times, you know, so mm-hmm. we're able to really lean into our own base, um, you know we were holding instagram lives every couple every week there for a minute you know and just making sure everyone felt like as though we were in this together um and then that's streaming forward into new product development and things that really just keep continue to to tie into just like the culture you know where we're at you know and no, where no. we're kind of heading um so this was a real eye opener you know we were we we're kind of in not cruise control but we were we were going in a direction for you know Seven years and then this year really got shook up, and it allowed us to kind of. Ryan and I always laugh at each other. It felt, it felt as if we finally cleaned our room after like seven years of just piling things on top of it, you know, and
1: having to deal with
2: it. This weird shit that you don't even think about <laughs> if you're just trying to grow and grow, and all these apps and things that we weren't even using, you know. And it's like, well, let's just clean this room up. And um, so, really, trim the fat, really, and focus on our current business and what we have right in front, what, what we can control today. Um, and it really allowed us to just iron our business out and, you know, we're stronger than ever. You know, as I said, I talked to a lot of people in our industry, everyone's either flat to like 10 to 15% down. Um, and these are some of the bigger brands here Mm -hmm. in San Diego, but you know, those people just had a stronghold on their business and their base and what they could control, you know, and, and, and had to trim some of those goals, you know, and that's what we Mm -hmm. had to do. Uh, we've done a really good job. Our whole team has.
1: I mean it's so it's i mean it's it it is clearly clearly um it just it's a testimonial of how you guys made hard decisions but ultimately to benefit the team and you guys are still here i mean just the fact that you said you're seeing your competitors and they're being flat and you guys are turning your business. You're profitable. I mean, that just, that's, that speaks volumes. And if you can get through 2020 and still be profitable and still maintain that base and still be sustainable and hit all those goals, I mean, God, the sky is the limit for you. So I'm going to ask you, I feel like it's a good transition here. It looks to me like you're doing really well when it comes to that. But, um, you have two other major projects on the line, and so I'm excited to hear about them. Number one, because with COVID, we're all interested in what can we do to keep our bodies, you know, tip-top shape. Um, you're an, you're an ex-marine, so you know, you know how our bodies need to be tip-top. What we got to put into them, and so I want to know what and how is Andrew Beltran Beltran and everybody there. What are y'all doing to stay in tip top shape? What are you putting into that body? Tell yeah, me. Well,
2: it's interesting. You know, it actually stemmed from, as I mentioned, some of the injuries I I'd sustained physical and mental injuries I sustained. Um, and I was kind of pulled into a system, you know, Western Western medicine, and mm. it, it wasn't working for me, you know, and it, and it had been, you know, six years where I was just back and forth with the doctor in and out of different prescriptions that weren't working, you know, they were definitely masking, but it wasn't going to solve any problems. Uh, you know, I'm looking in the mirror at 25, 26, wondering what I'm gonna do. And I really just started educating myself and started looking into some of the holistic medicine, some of the things that I could be doing on the naturopath side. And I really, I just started really understanding what I'm feeling my body with, is really, ha- really dictating how I'm feeling. Sure, I have injuries that are a little bit outside of that, but some of the inflammation, uh, some of the pain, some of the mental stability, so is it coming from what I was eating, you know? And I really was mm-hmm. looking. You know, I was di- taking pills to to mask it. And um, when I started fueling my body with just organic, you know, plant based ingredients, it took like within a few weeks to where I was able to kind of cut off everything that Western medicine was telling me. Wow. I and I was like, wow, this is something, you know. I've really invested a lot of money into this, you know. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I had spent almost six figures in trying to heal myself in Western medicine um injections weird like burning of nerves like things that are just not like really am i am i really gonna keep doing this and it was just a it was a pit that i was stuck in and i was like this this can't happen so it's just the type of person that i want to be is if i'm able to share this with the world and and try to get this message out i'm just gonna i was gonna start a company to do that Um, we've all had family members as well you know get sick and fall under different types of radiation and treatments and things like that. So I'm trying to create awareness for preventative care as well. And I think that really stems on our daily choice of our diet um, and what we're fueling our body with. Obviously there's some other diseases and things that unfortunately are going to happen that we can't necessarily totally control, but for a vast majority of deaths in America and things that are happening, it is due to our daily routines. Um and lack thereof. And, and lack
1: thereof. <laughs> I mean, that is so pivotal and and important that you say that because I um I myself, so in January I did the Daniel fast. Are you familiar with the Daniel oh, Fast? I have. Yeah, okay. So the Daniel fast for me was um pretty eye opening because um, it's not my first time I've done it. The the last time I did the Daniel fast, I was actually pregnant with my daughter, okay. um, and I and I did it for spiritual reasons. Um, and having to cut off literally any and everything that has to do with my comfort food, like tacos and like chips and salsa and like spaghetti, like you name it. Right? Um, it's it's our comfort food. We're a society that has learned to fill a void and mask our emotions. And also we identify food with happy feelings, right? Like when you're celebrating, you're eating, you're hanging out with a friend, you're experiencing the restaurant, the going out, it's an experience wrapped around eating, right? And sometimes our spiritual self is trying to fill a void that we have subconsciously pushed back there and we're just operating and we just, we go through these modes and And to your point, um, Lord, I I swear I think God's protection has been on my life, and this is me and my faith. You know, I'm bold in my faith. I'm a little kook, but whatever. Um, I believe that that Daniel fast when I started the beginning of the year really set me up right. for all the trials and tribulations that 2020 brought. Like nobody knew that this year was going to be the way it is, right? And so the Daniel fast is basically it's stricter than vegan. Like do you yeah. do you know that right? Like that it is. Hard. It's crazy. Like you can't have bread, no tortillas. You can't have like, it has, if it is not grown in the ground and picked from your hand, you can't eat it. And so it was, it literally was, it was 21 days. And what's fascinating about that was that I, the first three days were brutal, right? And then after that, it's like my body kicked in and I was thriving off of it. My mind was clear. I was crossfitting. And and I was stronger than I was when I'm eating like whatever, like junk food or whatnot. And I can tell you that I was so happy when those 21 days were over because my whole family was happy because I had them.
0: <laughs> they were
1: like, I want some dinner. And I'm like, y'all, y'all have to, you know. Help me out here. But I'll tell you, it's it's so I feel like, yes, one hundred percent Western medicine has set us up to be dependent on masking the symptom and not really getting to the root of what the issue is, right? And and that is a system that has set us up as Americans to really depend on that pharmacy. It's like there's a CVS and a Walgreens in Houston, like literally like every McDonald's, there's a McDonald's and there's a CVS. I mean, it's crazy the amount of pharmacies that there are and the demand to just take that pill. And so when you talk about holistic, when you talk about, you know, putting what is God given into our bodies, I mean, tell me about some of the benefits that you firsthand, you did, right? You mentioned right. the clarity, the mental, the health, you know, your body, the radiation that your family members have dealt with this. And so I feel like you are so passionate about it. You actually went into business, you said about it, right? Right,
2: right. Tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, some of the be- the biggest benefits that I that I wanted to make sure that was in there was a lot of the antioxidants that help with inflammation as well as digestion. Uh, sure. And that's, that's what I
1: digestion. was told.
2: That's what I was totally missing. And I didn't really understand was identifying with gut health and understanding that, you know, your gut is your second brain. That's how you feel as well. You know, 100%. Your, things like your instincts, things that we're taught to learn from, like from day one, like you're learned to trust your gut. But when, when that's not being suited, you know, it wasn't really working for me. I was a little convoluted just in how like it was taking on daily life and um, weird things like depression would pop up when there really had no reason to be there. Hmm. Uh, you know, when you from the outside looking in, I was in a really good place, but I wasn't my mental stability wasn't really in a good place.
1: Um Interesting.
2: truth, you know, and I was and so I just had to really take a hard look, you know, what what was causing this? And I know it was caused from a lot of inflammation uh due to injury as well as just what I was eating. Um my body was having reactions that I were just commonly mm-hmm. We commonly avoid whether it's the, your digestion. There's definitely tall tales to how what we should be eating and shouldn't be eating. What mm. um, we, well, we try to avoid a lot of that. So, with a lot of the, such as super greens, um, it does give you like matcha and things for that boost in your day, in the beginning of your day. A lot of people want to drink okay. coffee and things like that. But yeah. I've also included, you know, di- uh, digestive enzyme, probiotics. It's loaded with 19 different superfoods, such as broccoli, also helps with digestion. It gives you, it's getting all your greens in one, one sitting, you know, you can have it in one glass, you know, So how
1: do you, how do you ingest it? So is it a protein? Tell me about it. Like, so if I were to buy your line, what, what offerings do you have? Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, we have our super greens and you can just take that with water. I also like to take it with just like a smoothie mix. Like I'll throw it in some berries. It tastes amazing. We also have a vitality, uh, vitality blend. This was primarily beets and quarter step mushrooms, maca root. So that's kind of a boost or if you are going to go to the gym or do some type of physical activity, uh, you know, beats are a great source for energy yeah. uh, and it just is going to provide you strength, focus and endurance kind of throughout your day. Um, I and, love beats, uh, by the way. Yeah, I do. I do
1: but I don't like buying them and juicing them because I love juicing, but oh my God, it's such a mess. It looks literally like there's blood flying around my kitchen when I take the lid off of it, off the juicer. But I have read because I, I, okay. So a lot of people don't know this and I'm, I'm like, a, am not teeny tiny anymore. Like I used to be six years ago, but that's okay. I have high blood pressure, you right. know, and I've had high blood pressure since I was 22. So what happens is most people look at me and they assume you're healthy. You know, you got it all together. But the reality is, is that I have high blood pressure and that's a ticking time bomb. And so I started digging in and doing research and reading books like What You Don't Know Could Be Killing You by Dr. Colbert, which is phenomenal. His book says that our bodies are so full of toxins that if you were to do um, what's it called? Uh, those tests, environmental tests on like a piece of soil that our bodies would have more toxins than basically a dump yard wow. because of all the stuff. And our bodies are designed to to just keep going. Right. And so when we hit the fan and we're like facing sickness and disease and things like that, we start to wake up and are like, well, what are we doing? And the first thing we look at is diet. Mm -hmm. And so in that book, I learned that, um, obviously beets are phenomenal for cardiovascular for getting, um, oxygen to your body and really helping reduce the, the blood pressure. And for a long time, um, you know, I was trying to juice them, but it's, it's difficult. So I started looking for supplements that I could add into it. Um, and I know for a fact, when we start training for like a cycling event, which I haven't done in forever, let's be honest, it's been forever, but um, my blood pressure goes down and so it stays under control. But I have to be doing em- enormous amounts of activity to do that. Right. Um, when I'm doing CrossFit, my blood pressure is high. I don't understand why. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the strength, or you know, using the strain and the cortisol levels going up. I'm sure somebody could educate me on that. But I'm a firm believer that beats really do help, you know. But I have to be consistent and I, and that's a problem. So it sounds to me like you're offering a solution because people like me who are inconsistent, I start on a fad, I stop, I do the juicing, I do the this, but I don't really have consistency because it's not part of that ingrained memory in my day to day. And so I start something, but I don't really stick to it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like hearing you say that you've got these ingredients in your products and you're making it easy, you just throw it in there and you can make a drink with it or a smoothie, then that can help create that lifestyle. you start every morning and just start that way. Right?
2: Exactly. That's the goal. You know, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, people can take it morning, afternoon and night. So we have the three different products. Um, and that's just the start. You know, we felt like that was an easy, uh, easy way for people to really understand what, what our mission is. Um, uh, yeah. we're, we're really working on a lot of product development and, and that side of the, of the business. Um, to make it easy for people. uh, And just part of their daily routine, we have some really unique ways um, to include it. So you don't have to really think twice, but it's an additive. It's an additive to how you're cooking and what you're using. Um,
1: Mm, That's interesting.
2: We have some really good ideas, but those are those are in the works still. So
1: I'm like, so excited to learn about that. So tell me, when is it launched already did you launch yeah. it or are you still working on it or we, how we, do we-,
2: we yeah we were planning on launching like this time right like right now like heading into holiday and then when mm-hmm. you know covid 19 had hit um we were like we need to really get this into the market you know people need it now more than ever as you mentioned yeah. of leading into this so we weren't forced to but we chose to launch in march um and that was to just get the product out there into the hands we just did a small test run to really understand what our best sellers were, uh, study the market, understand what people are looking, what the benefits they're seeing. Um, and so, yeah, we've been launched since March and placing reorders, looking to do some brand new collections in like January of next year, a lot of on the go packs and things, hydration and things like that. Um, so yeah,
1: that's phenomenal. How different is it? having to do market research when it comes to a supplement line that has to do with what we ingest and what technically the whole world can be a customer, right? Especially during this, how different is that? I'm assuming that the foundational principles of team building and leadership and all that stuff is still at the core of who Andrew is and what your leadership skills are. Right? So the fact that you're going to be a success, no brainer, but tell me a little bit about the difference between that market research versus having something more tangible fashion and having to really market to that niche, because it seems like this is like a whole nother ball game, right? I mean, how different is that?
2: It's so different, you know, with watches, it's like, it's, it's pretty really easy to come up with a reason for why you like the product, why you're going to continue to buy with supplements, you know, the proofs in the pudding and how they feel. So, you know, we've, we've included pretty much any purchaser. We do these FaceTimes with them. Um, You know, I have a survey to really ask them, really try to get underneath why they're taking it, try to understand their health goals and what the benefits they've seen so far. You know, and we offer like money back guarantee, things like that, you know, because we really only want to get into the hands and only if it's really helping them, you know, accomplish their goals and to help help with what they're they're worried with. You know, we've had a lot of fighters even reach out like. Oh, I used to get um, acid reflux, you know, things that like I didn't even really think of when we were developing the product. Um, But a lot of fighters are like, wow, I can train so much longer when I'm taking the Enzo Super Really?
1: Yeah, just
2: because your body's breaking down a lot of toxins. It's not just sitting there in your stomach. So when you're active and mobile, you know, starting to come up and starting to affect your performance, things like that, Mm -hmm. even mental clarity, all those other things that we were thinking of. Um, so just customer feedback is probably the most important in this industry. I would say then definitely watches because we want to make sure the people that are taking it, they're really seeing benefits or there's really no reason for us to be doing that. You know, so this is why we got into the business. It wasn't, you know, to, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of these companies popping up, but, you know, it's it, it yeah. making sense now, but that's not why, you know, we, we got into it to make sure we we're actually helping people, you know, so. And
1: that's when you know that it's going to take off because you're doing it from the heart. You're doing it for a passion. It's not just to monetize it. Although being a businessman, you know, me, I'm always like, oh, we can make that a business. You know, when you got it in your heart, you're like, okay, that can be a business. And why not monetize being able to help people? I mean, really and truly, that to me is when you see people who are successful, most of them do it because they're passionate about it. But, you know, then again, some passion projects don't, you know put money, food on the table, you
2: know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a few things, you know, but you got to stay aggressive, you know, and try things. You know, I think what was cool about Enzo, you know, Enzo Superfoods launching that it allowed me to get back in the trenches and understand, just even on the marketing side, you know, we have our marketing team for OG working so hard, mm-hmm. but we're able to really kind of like dive back in um, mm-hmm. and really learn the strategies from, from the ground up, you know, and so I'm bringing a lot of Good that. Bringing that back into original grain. Wow. Okay, I just watched this podcast. You know, after eight years of doing something, you can get complacent. You know, and that is
1: so true. So it's true.
2: Starting to happen where just like that drive and that fuel every day. You wake up and your mind just running. It was kind of more relaxed. It was a little more slow motion. Um, but this allowed me to kind of get the engines rolling again. So I do appreciate it for that aspect as well.
1: I love that. I think I think so many people can appreciate that. So, what was your go-to? Market strategy, because I know you said you were going to wait to holiday, which in fashion and like watches. We always want to start that campaign. You know, you got Christmas memorial to all the good stuff. Right. For those who are listening, you know, that don't really understand that or have that concept, um, you know, you have to have a go to market strategy. And it seems like we just talked about it's a whole different market base. Right. You know, or OG than Enzo Superfoods. And so did you 100 percent just do it online and then do those face to face consultations like you're saying? Yeah, and then what's, things, yeah. Are you going to, are you planning to offer us in stores at 100% online?
2: I think at some point, you know, we really want to develop the product and understand, you know, what that best best sellers are. Those are things that we've learned to, with original grain. When we went into other types of retail distribution, we just really want to have control of what we're, what we're putting into the market, especially with this type of industry. Um, so yeah, no, just, yeah. Just online is what we went to market with a lot of influencers, you know, a lot of direct to consumer Facebook and YouTube. Um, Something that we launched with OG and we did with this and it always seems to be like just a really good base strategy is just Mm -hmm. honestly a lot of friends and family, you know, and getting it into their hands, letting them put out reviews and pretty much all the reviews that they're putting out, they all know who I am. So whether, you know, it's even their friends that I've never even heard of or met, they, you know, they know about their favorite nephew, you know, who just lost yeah. product. And so we're getting, you know, those, it's small little victories like that, that really go a long way for momentum. And that's what it takes as a, as a new business. And just to get, get into stride, it's just getting that momentum going, getting that confidence behind you. Like, okay, I'm going to put, either put more money into this channel, um, in the inventory. Cause you're crossed with that where you're like, okay, uh, sure you know, we're pretty flat right now, but we need, you know, but it's just gonna, you know, people really need, when you launch a business, it's going to take a year, um, maybe yeah, two years not. before you're, prob- you're yeah. probably find finding real scale. So uh, you gotta be able to gut those out and find small victories that work for you. So friends and family, seriously, I always, I mean, no matter how big we get, I'll always go back to the well with that and make sure that they're, you know, talking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can't satisfy your own family, then (laughs) it's going to be really hard to get it into a store when your own family won't take it. But really, that's pretty neat because don't you think like family are your hardest critics? Like they have no filter. Right. So like if it's terrible, they're going to be the ones to let you know. But if it's not. Then they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I really like this. And then they're going to be that word of mouth. Like you said, they're going to be their your sure. own proponents to put that out there and really support you. You yeah. should be able to be able to rely on your family, right, to be cutthroat, but also use them as that that initial yeah. product marketing. Yeah, right. Like yeah. the testing for it.
2: Getting it out there. You know, obviously, it was influencers, there's a lot of that other stuff that goes into it. But that was that was a great it's been a great benefit to just getting this thing launched in March. Like that was our kind of it was a little rushed um but it was definitely helpful you know but it worked yeah
1: that's part of marketing is knowing when to launch something especially to meet a need if you if you would have put it out there then yeah you're competing with so many other people but at the same time you're meeting a, a need a worldwide need so i congratulate you sir that is to me i feel like that you know the sky's the limit with that especially when we're talking about you know health and nutrition because that's, that's, I think that's the next wave of culture. I know it's kind of been there, the whole vegan thing and the plant-based and stuff, it's been there, but I think it's going to gain traction. It's only going to grow. That demographic is only going to grow because it works. Right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. What's the long-term benefits of health, you know? And I think we're, we're starting to see that and we're starting to understand it with our parents. You know, everyone's living a little longer, uh, things like that, you know, so yeah. I think it's kinda, we're cool. trying to wrap our mind around, you know, we're at the infancy of a lot of this, so.
1: Totally. So, one more thing before we let you go, because I know you're a busy, busy man, and I'm so thankful for your time. I really mean that. So, okay, what is the deal? I hear you're going to be flying people around the world soon.
2: That's a goal. That's a goal. Ah! I know you jerked that out of me the other day. I've, I've, I've kind of limited who I've told that to. Oh,
1: um, so should we not talk about it? We'll no, just
2: I love it. the pressure. I do love the pressure. I Sometimes I just oh, say things. I, like put, I put it in the universe, you know, as much as I can, and it forces me to, to stick with it. So, yeah, I just uh, I fell in love with aviation and flying. It's actually when we were rolling out our pilot watch. We did a watch dedicated to airplanes, um, you know, reclaimed from the the, prope- the wood propellers. And I just fell in love with aviation, and understanding all the dynamics. I talked to a few pilots and just the way they communicated with each other, with other people and just listening and talk on the radio. It reminded me of the military in some degree. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, this is something I just see. when I think about freedom and being able to do what I want, when I want with who I want. Like, I just think yeah. that you know, aviation is going to unlock that for me. Um, and I feel, I see a lot of opportunity in aviation, you know, it's kind of in a downtrend right now when you think of airlines and commercial stuff like that. But I, let's go back to that. I am a businessman and I do understand that the opportunities that are out there for people that think outside the box, I just think aviation puts me in a different category of opportunity and experience that like, who knows there, where that could lead me to, I definitely would love to work overseas. There's weird things about aviation, you know, all, all, um, all terminals and airlines, airways have to speak in English. Things that are true. Really. uh, Well, aviation was started here, you know, by the Wright brothers, um, Mm -hmm. in the U S. So, you know, we are the FAA, if you want to think about it, um, which is weird. You know, it's like, it hasn't really been around that long. Um, so I just see, I see like a lot of opportunity aviation. Um, it's a beautiful thing. You start listening to podcasts. I was just like, I fell in love with it. I've never been a studier, but I got these massive books that I'm reading right now. And I'm just if like, you
1: don't have enough on your plate, like two businesses and now going to school to be a pilot, putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> hey, we're already talking about it. So
0: no, I love it. I yeah. mean, like
1: you don't have enough to do. And so you just decided to throw this on as well and learn to fly.
2: It's crazy what you can do when you when you have good time management and discipline. You know, I've really calendar my schedule to make sure that I have and it's like I don't have I'm I'm able to think on things in six month year long increments. You know, I don't think about the wow. like, next week trying to see these crazy results. But I know if I study an hour a night in six months, I'm ready to take my test and fly, you know. So I'm just a I d I, I encourage anybody to think like that, you know. It's it's really hard to get, you know, the the, a month long business and it yeah. to go off and sell. And those stories aren't, aren't real, you know, no. those are really backed by big companies that have big funding. Um, so for us people that are fairly normal, uh, you know, normal. in our upbringing, you know, we were yeah. required to think like that. And I think that that can be used as an advantage if you allow yourself to think, you know, and be disciplined.
1: Yeah. It's like eating the elephant one bite at a time and not overwhelming yourself. Yeah. You know? Because a lot of procrastinators can do that. You can look into the future and be like, "This is too much," and just give up and just be like, "Okay, I'm just too much." But like you said, if you just dissect it down into small, little, little bite-sized, choose little victories, little, then at the end of the day, you're there and you're ready. That's phenomenal. I personally, I, I think I shared this with you. I um, I'm a control freak when it comes to like not feeling stressed out. And although I love traveling and I love once I'm on a plane and I'm there and we've hit, you know, 30,000 feet and we're cruising and I don't feel bumps and it's not storming and hitting, getting hit by lightning. I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty good, but there's definitely some massive anxiety that happens when I grab my luggage and I'm walking out the door and I'm putting my seatbelt on and I'm contemplating, you know, like getting to the airport. And so I have, this is so embarrassing to say, but Hey, we're being open here. I've literally, gotten off a plane before in the past because I overthink something and I'm just like yeah it's not meant to be for me I'll get on the next plane and so I and you know I fly southwest and so they you know have that benefit of like yeah right. I'm just going to go right now right, and right, I've right. done that in the past but I feel like I'm so traumatized because
0: <laughs> I a final like, destination yeah, <laughs> but,
1: I have uh, terrible thoughts it's like and those are things that I'm working through because those irrational thoughts can cause unneeded stress in our you know nervous system which then causes anxiety and like you said earlier i'm tying it back into like the feeling in our gut and our stomach and our intuition and i'm a strong believer in intuition like i feel super connected with that and and like i literally lead by my peace meter if i feel peace about something I, you know, I feel like it's green lights. But if I feel some type of resistance in the spiritual realm or like in my gut, I literally follow my intuition. That's huge. And so um, I was on a plane on a flight from Dallas to Houston, which is like 30 minutes. It's like literally a jump, right? Um, And so I was with a bunch of colleagues of mine. We were laughing, cutting up and we got hit by lightning. And I was not in my seatbelt, and so the plane dropped. And so when it dropped, I hit the ceiling. And the whole way, the whole way home, like I think they like drove, they flew around Houston. They couldn't land. It was the worst experience for me. It, it's it traumatized me. This was in two thousand and four, I believe two thousand four. So sixteen years ago. And um, and it's funny because I love flying. Like I love traveling. Like, and I I think I've traveled. So much, but it's also that like, okay, if I knew how to fly this thing, I would not be worried about it. And so, uh, a friend of ours is a pilot, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the best way to overcome that fear is to learn how to fly." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's probably a goal for when I'm like 45 or 50, because I don't know that I'm ready to take that on." But I admire you like so much the fact that you decided to put that on your plane, but not just look on your plate, not plane. But the fact that you're not just looking at this from the sense of like, oh, that's cool. I want to do it. You're looking at it as an opportunity. You're looking at it as, you know, the camaraderie. I heard you say because you hear the way pilots talk to each other, you hear the way and you see the way that they communicate. And to me, that seems like you're looking for that sense of camaraderie with other people and also not just, you know, worry about the states, but really go global with that. The fact that you're a visionary and you're seeing this from that vision speaks volumes and it's so admirable. It really is.
2: Amen. Thank you. No, yeah, tons of opportunity. And, you know, a lot of control freaks are great pilots. I think I told you that on the phone. You
1: did. You did. I think I mean, great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll have to see about that. I mean, it's definitely something that i would love to learn to do i don't know how i'm gonna make that happen but i think i'm gonna put that in the universe if i take some definitely some classes and figure it all out that is something i am so one thing i learned about myself too with dealing with the anxiety is like you know my book becoming a lioness that you know i'm not publishing, but about to publish. It's been on hold since April because of COVID. Um, But one of the things that I discuss in there about learning about being a lioness is it's okay to have that anxiety and that fear, but it's really taking courage, right? And like really digging deep and facing the fear. And that's where courage comes from is being able to say, okay, I feel freaked out, but I'm gonna tap into that like inner lioness and really confront it and be courageous. And so I learned that, even though I was freaking out and feeling all these emotions, I was able to tap in to what God already put in all of us. Like it's already that source that's in us. He's the source, right? He's got it in us. And so I was able to tap into that and be like, okay, these are just thoughts. These are just thoughts. And, and I can overcome this, but I really need to be courageous and do it afraid. And so I feel like being able to do that, will help me and other people really know that sometimes fear is is just a thought. You know, we can really overcome it, but it takes us digging in and, and being courageous. Right.
2: No, it's very true. Very true. Yeah. Being able to risk management, you know, oh, yeah. risk
1: management, <laughs> mediating, mediating the risk. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I'm so thankful for your time. I know you probably charge like a thousand dollars an hour because that's what you're worth, if not more. But I cannot thank you so much for spending time with me and everybody listening and giving us a piece of who you really are and letting us see who the man behind the big brands is. And so I wish you a world of success. I thank you so much. I admire you. And I know that everybody listening to the podcast will you know, look you guys up. So tell me, how do we find you? Um, I know Original Grain is all over Instagram and Facebook and you can go to OriginalGrain.com. Um, but tell me about your, your other line. The- yeah,
2: just uh, Enzo Superfoods. It's E-N-S-O Superfoods. And okay. you can go to EnzoSuperfoods.com. And uh, yeah, we're located here in downtown San Diego. So if you're ever around, make sure to hit us up and we'll give you a tour, some samples. And awesome. uh, I hope that you, you uh, make your way out here as well. We'd love to see you.
1: I would love to come and do that, that speaking with you guys and talk yep. leadership, which I, you know, that's like my heart and soul is building teams and helping people really find that that cohesiveness. And so that's my heart and passion. So definitely I'll take you up on that. Amen. We'll plan that soon. God bless you. And I'm so proud of you. One quick question before I hang up. What does Enzo mean?
2: Enzo is like an, an enlightened path and it's um, it's a path to enlightenment and it's letting go of control of the body and letting go of control of the mind and letting the body create.
1: Uh, wow. That's, cool. that's, that's cool. a whole nother episode we have to talk about. <laughs> I love that. All right. I'll let you go. Have a blessed day. Thank okay. you so much. We'll be in touch.
2: Thank you. Talk soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. This was another episode
0: of Release Your Roar. Do you know someone who has a story to share? Connect with Crystal at becomingalioness.org. Send us love and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. This was Release Your Roar.